0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: It's been a week of whirlwind casting news, but would it have happened if we lived under the dome? Find out today on Soap Central Live. <laughs>
0: What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I am Dan Kroll, your host for the next hour, as we talk about drama, current events, pretty much anything that pops into my head. That's what we're going to be talking about on the show. This is show number 231, and as of today, I believe it's today, maybe yesterday, I'm not sure when, but the ink is dried on a new contract. It's going to keep me around here with you guys through June 2015 hopefully you won't be tired of me then that's more than a year away so we've got plenty of stuff to talk about over the next 56 weeks or so we'll even get up i guess to show almost a 300 by then well either way uh this is of course if you're listening memorial day weekend and i want to thank everybody who's tuned in with us thank you for choosing to kick off your long unofficial start to the summer weekend with us And of course, I want to extend immeasurable gratitude to the men and women of the armed forces who've made the ultimate sacrifice for our country and for our freedom. Typically, On holiday weekends, I know a lot of programs air reruns, but not us. Not here on Soap Central Live. We are here with an all-new, brand-new show. I've loaded up on snacks because we've got some wonderful guests on tap this week. What kind of snacks? You may be asking. Well, I've got some grapes here and a bottle of mojiti from Argo Tea. It's uh, like a mojito. I'd imagine I don't drink, but it sounds like it's a mojito with some mint and some lime. It's a little tea shop that I discovered while I was in Chicago. And they have a bottled product that's available in supermarkets, so that's what I'm drinking. That's not a paid advertisement. It's just, as a matter of fact, it's just what I'm drinking. Thought you'd be interested, thought I'd share. That's what we do here on long holiday weekends while we're waiting for our guests. We sit and we chat and see what's going on. I often on the show have talked about scheduling issues where we come on air and as of a couple of minutes Before the show, we don't have a guest because there's been a scheduling change and that happens. It's live radio. So, you know, things happen, but there is the flip side of that. We have a guest who's going to be joining us in just a couple of moments who's had to reschedule once, maybe twice because of my last minute scheduling changes. And thankfully, Dale Rowell is an incredibly patient and gracious woman. She'll be here, as I said, in just a few moments to talk about a whole bunch of different topics with us. And then later in the second half of the show, Jamie Giddens from Daytime Confidential drops by to help us wade through a whole lot of casting craziness that's gone on this week in the world of soaps, particularly on The Young and the Restless. And I know that if you're listening to our live broadcast, you may want to call in and chat with us. You may want to share your thoughts, chat with our guests, anything. Here's the number in case you want to do that. It's 866- 472-5788. Again, that's a toll-free number. 866-472-5788. Call in, ask a question, make a comment, whatever you'd like. If for some reason, though, you're not able to get to the phone and still want to be a part of the show, you can also tweet us at Soap Central or at Soap Central Live. You can even go over to our Facebook page, soapcentral.com slash Facebook, and look for the live thread there as well. Ask your questions, make your comments. I'll be reading them. I'll be working them into today's show. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say and hopefully even talking to you So now that we've got all of the public service announcements out of the way, what do you say we get on with this week's show? Because my first guest has dozens and dozens of notable television roles under her belt. She's appeared on a show about nothing. No, not this one. She's cavorted with a cat-loving alien from Melmac. She's lived among vampires, and she's been cut off from the outside world in a town hermetically sealed under a dome. I'm pleased that she's here with us again today. Dale Rao, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hello. How are you today?
2: I'm Dan. How are
1: you? I am wonderful. I'm so glad that we were able to make everything work out to get you here today. There's so many fun things to talk with you about today.
2: Well, yes, and happy uh, Memorial Day weekend also, the start of it, which is excellent.
1: Absolutely. I guess here we are fully into it on the East Coast, West Coast. Folks have to wait just a little bit longer unless they're getting out of uh, work early to sort of get into their weekend. But let the traffic jams begin. (laughs) So, Dale, I don't know how up on uh, pop culture, how closely you follow things, but here we have a little rapid fire round that we try to do at the start of every show that, you know, looks at topics from all around the world. And one of the things that people are talking about, for better or for worse, is this kim Ye wedding kim kardashian kanye west i don't really follow it but the thing that i got the most out of is that it's going to be a seven million dollar plus wedding and dale the dress alone is said to cost two million dollars for two million dollars what would you want your dress to do
2: oh my god light up and make you a cocktail and maybe uh scratch your back and rub your feet i don't know it's just insane i just don't understand it and Quite honestly, I don't know, I actually was um, getting my nails done today and we were talking about this and how nobody that any of us knows uh, follows them, uh, even though you kind of can't help it because it's everywhere. But who pays attention? Obviously someone, but my lord, it's really unbelievable.
1: I mean, there is something to be said for wanting to make your big day, your walk down the aisle, special. I don't think anyone will take away from anybody who oh, wants to celebrate no, their big absolutely day. absolutely
2: not. But for $7 million, you know how much, you know, you could do so much good in the world. And this is a girl who already had a bajillion dollar wedding and a big dress and a big ring and, you know, all that coverage. And so, I,
1: I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm just doing the, the math in my head and... For folks listening, no, I'm I'm really not over here with my soap abacus figuring this out. But the last wedding cost (laughs) a whole bunch of money, and like the per married the the cost per married minute is astronomical. She wasn't (laughs) married long (laughs) enough, you know.
2: Exactly, that poor guy has never recovered. I don't think. But we'll see. I don't think the royal wedding cost seven million dollars. You know, I mean, please, but. Anyway, I guess it sells newspapers and, and, uh, ads and, so maybe they're good for that, but boy, it's, it's quite something, it, uh, what our modern culture has allowed, you know, it's allowed this to happen. So, we'll look at the
1: pictures, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be everywhere on the internet, and as we, you know, deal with that, and for those of us who want to look for them, we'll probably easily find them. For those of us who want to avoid them, we'll probably also still find them. They'll pop up on Facebook. Exactly. We'll
2: have to look at them, too, but
1: whatever. (laughs) We'll see them, too. As we both mentioned, it is Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start to summer. I'm curious... Do you have any favorite summertime activity or tradition that you look forward to every year? I'd imagine when you live in a place that's temperate all year round, maybe it's it's not the same as as here where the the snow is driven. But do you have a a summertime activity that you like?
2: Yeah, we we actually really like to go to the Hollywood Bowl, which is Uh a big outdoor concert venue, and they have fabulous music all summer for really, I would imagine it's four or five months worth. And um, you can go and you can pay very little or you can pay a lot and you can take picnics and, you know, drink wine and it's all out under the stars and the acoustics are fabulous. And so last year, I know we saw Lyle Lovett and we've seen Pink Martini and they have like, the Sound of Music, Sing Along, and then, a, you know, any kind of musical star you can imagine they have there. So that's something we always really like, and we always go to a big a friend's house for Fourth of July, so, you know, we do that, and I have some family in Montana, and so usually we go there and go up to the to Flathead Lake, which was very beautiful. So summer's a good time. Summer's a very good time. I'll be going back and forth a lot to... Um, North Carolina to do Under the Dome, and that's so beautiful there, except it does get very humid. But that's life.
1: It is, but you know, a lot of the primetime television shows are now filming for whatever reason. I'm assuming it's a tax credit in North Carolina. I know um, the last season of. Uh, of uh, Revolution did. I know that there's some other shows and Under the Dome is going there as well. Whereabouts in North Carolina does it film or is that top secret? It's
2: in uh, Wilmington, which is um, uh, fondly known as Wilmywood because it is so busy. They shoot Sleepy Hollow there. and They shot the latest Melissa McCarthy movie there. Iron Man 3 was there. I mean, it is a a pilot called Secrets and Lies that Ryan Ryan Phillippe is going to be doing. And uh, it is so busy there, it's amazing. It's crazy, it really is. And yes, you're right about the tax credit, um, production companies get great breaks when they shoot there, but they have huge sound stages and wonderful crews and Of course, the people are so friendly and um, you know it 's really fun to go there and work the only The only downside is when it 's you know midnight you 're shooting outside and it 's still about ninety five degrees and it kind of you go <laughs> oh my god i 'd kill for air conditioning," but you know it 's just an occupational hazard there in every business. <laughs>
1: Some are certainly far more interesting than others. Let's talk about Under the Dome. It was, the second season is coming up starting next month. The first season was really a breakaway hit, Dale. Um, was doing some math, and it looks like about 11 million viewers per episode last season, 13 episodes. I know. It was that's, crazy. I mean, well, you know, what it people. is.
2: It's a uh, Stephen King. It's taken from a Stephen King book, and it's about this little town. Um, and some, for some unknown reason, uh, one day this invisible dome gets put over the little town, and no one can get in, and no one can get out. And of course, there's been all sorts of attempts. Um, At doing that but nothing has worked and the show is really about how the people in the town pull together or don't and um, why this dome got put over this town and it's all a mystery and sort of, so it's got sci-fi, it's got murder, it's got love, it's really got everything, and the show did really well last summer. They made 13 episodes, and this uh, this summer there'll be another 13, and so there's lots more um, characters coming on. We have White Yoakum is going to be on, which is very exciting, and exciting. Um, some other new cast members that have appeared, and so... Things are getting uh, more complicated, and but some and lots of people die, which is always kind of amazing. <laughs> but uh, the show is going to be good. It's going to be really good. Stephen King wrote the first episode, which is, you know, very exciting. And, um, of course, we have a great cast. We have Dean Norris from Breaking Bad, and we have um, Rochelle Lefebvre, and... Mike Vogel, and they're just wonderful and beautiful and such fine actors. So it's really it's really a fun show, and Jack Bender is a producer. He did Lost and Neil Baer from ER and Law and & Order. So it's a, it's a really swell team.
1: I just picked up on something, and as we're talking about this, for those of you who want to watch the first season, it's available on CBS.com, and the second season will kick off Monday, June 30th, also on CBS, but you mentioned there's some new cast members. If the town is sealed under a dome and no one can get in or no one can get out,
2: oh, yes, how do so. we have new cast members? Well, yes, we've answered that. Uh, people have been hiding because they've been in fear of their lives. And so they've been, I don't know, hiding in their basements or their garages or something. And, you know, not that much time, I think it's less than two weeks, uh, has, has taken place. So very, okay. very, not many days have happened. So it's somewhat reasonable that these people would come out and show themselves and then have their own storyline. So I just uh, have to kind of give over on that.
1: I'm picturing the from The Wizard of Oz when the, the, the good witch, when Glinda's like, come
2: out, come out, wherever, yes, you, wherever are. You, you are. wherever you are. That's exactly what happens.
1: Okay, but, so... <laughs> With that, it makes me think, and this is this is neither a, a plus or a minus or takeaway, but there have been other movies or television programs that have had that under-the-dome sort of, of theory. I know that the Simpsons movie, a comedy, obviously had the under-the-dome thing. Why is it that people seem to be so fearful, Dale, about getting trapped under a dome? I mean, this is something that people have talked about before. It seems to be a yeah, surprisingly I, very common I fear. Guess-
2: I guess because you know, I think what would be so horrible about it would be that you can see outside and people can see you from the outside, but you aren't able to do anything about it. So you know, as well as being scared and horrible, it would be just so frustrating because it would look so simple that you could could manage to to break through it, but and so. I think, you know, uh, it would be sort of like, you know, being buried alive, but you could see everything, and that would be kind of awful.
1: (laughs) It would be. However, if we could make it somewhat more tolerable, if, you know, you could get trapped under the dome but have access to one thing, one must-have, what's that one must-have thing, Dale, that would make your time under the dome much more bearable?
2: Oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. Well, this is you know, we're going to partially at some point lose electricity. So that would be tricky because then uh, you know, you wouldn't have lights, you wouldn't have um any kind of I don't know, I don't you wouldn't have television. You you know, you wouldn't have certainly any kind of computer access. So but what would I miss? I guess I would miss my um my character wouldn't, but I'd probably miss my my curling iron. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, of all the things that you could pick, a curling iron. Yeah, okay. my
2: curling iron. I need that. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: I I no, no Oreos. No, uh, you know. Well, we still
2: uh, have. We still have. You know, we still have food under the dome, and we have. Well, for um, now.
1: I mean, it's you know, a point in time, for now. You're gonna run for out now of food. Who
2: knows what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know how. I actually don't know how much time passes in the second season, but I don't think it's very long. I don't think. It seems to me it's only. we're shooting episode eight now, and I still think only a couple of uh, days have passed. So, I um, so. The, people so far are still, uh, uh, you know, eating and drinking water and seem healthy as of now.
1: Okay, well, that's always a plus. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. sort of, I guess, like uh, Survivor, where they're really only on on the island for thirty nine days, but because the season plays out over however many weeks, it's four right. months. It seems a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's not great, I'd imagine. Yeah. But you know, that sort of uh, that supernatural, that sort of of thriller topic has really come back in a big way in a lot of our television shows and a lot of films. And I'm wondering, Dale, do you think that this is a cyclical thing that, you know, give it long enough and everything comes back full circle? Or do you think that this sort of supernatural is uh, basically the result of escapism because we've had such a a really rough couple of years that everybody's been dealing with? Which which of those do you think?
2: Well, I I, I guess now that I think about it quickly, it is cyclical because you think back about Star Trek and you know, in the 70s. I mean, everything, and and sometimes medical shows are very popular. Sometimes police shows are very popular. Sometimes horror is very popular. You know, now vampires are very popular. So I think everything, oh, and then westerns, there seems to be a little bit of return to westerns with Longmire, and um, there's a few other shows like that. Um, So I think think horror and sci-fi, maybe it's, Maybe we're fascinated because you know we are we're more we know more about space we know more about the universe and you know, our, our, with the internet people can do more research and maybe it just seems a little more possible that we are not alone out here.
1: <laughs> I believe that you know everybody has has googled something or another that perhaps they you know don't want people knowing since they tap into all of our google searches i you know people are are checking out medical conditions you know i hit my leg on the door what could possibly be wrong with me exactly
2: oh totally you do totally yeah
1: which brings to i mean you mentioned vampires there are other things that are out there in terms of supernatural It not just aliens and vampires i do want to talk a little bit about true blood of course the character of Maxine, I was sort of trying to figure out how do we describe her, and I came up with overprotective mom, insurance fraud committer, wannabe murderer, and occasional racist. I don't know if that's the best way to describe <laughs> her, but it's a that character that has... Is
2: really good, Dan. That's, I'm going to feel that. Yeah, people am... always ask me what kind of a character I play, and I always say, oh, she's just off so fabulous. Oh, um, that's exactly, so, Yeah, also she has really big hair and lots of makeup and jewelry I, and she looks real totally tacky good. and she um and she just is you know, overbearing is probably the word and pretty much all the time racist and bigot. Um but she does uh, the writers give me such fantastic lines. Just just they're just the best and you know you probably know that this is our last season, season 7. So we're very uh, sad. Um, It premieres the 22nd of June, I believe, on HBO, and there will be 10 episodes, and all the characters, I mean, everybody, their storylines will all be wrapped up, and um, I don't really know what happens in the last episode, but, you know, it's going to be, it'll be sad, but I think the writers will do it properly, and... I hope, the, I hope the fans are pleased.
1: But there is some good news, and I just stumbled across this earlier on in the week. For folks who maybe haven't been watching True Blood because you don't subscribe to HBO or maybe you don't have your uh, television package, if you are an Amazon Prime member, earlier this week they've opened up all of the HBO series for free streaming online. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can go wow. back and watch every single episode of True Blood, of The Sopranos, I think of Sex in the City, and it's all included in that yearly Amazon Prime membership. Not wow, plug, that's fantastic. Just a, a, bit of, of information. I've, you know, gone back and started watching some of the shows that people have been talking about, but the ones that I haven't, you know, wanted to invest the extra money just to watch them specifically on sure, HBO. So sure, sure. Oh, a-
2: that's fabulous. Well, that's good news. Yeah. So well, people will be all ready to roll when, they, or when the last season comes out.
1: It's called binge-watching. If you need to, you have, what, the 22nd of June? So you have a, about a month. You have a month to yeah, watch. to
2: catch up on everything. Yeah, Six mm-hmm. seasons of stuff. Last say, season, there were also only 10 episodes, so it won't take people too long.
1: Get cracking, people. There's only yeah. so many so Get hours. busy.
2: Get busy, folks. <laughs> You've got a holiday. Do it.
1: Ooh, there you go. With that, though, uh, you know, with mentioning that people are cutting their cords and they're watching things online, I'm curious, Dale... What is your television viewing? Are you strictly a TV viewer? Do you watch some stuff online? Where do you fall in that spectrum?
2: Um, Pretty much mostly TV. We watch... My husband watches Game of Thrones, which it's not really my thing, so I let him do that by himself. But we watch... um, Certainly we watch, you know, True Blood and Under the Dome, but we watch... uh, We watch The Americans. We watch Mad Men. um, What else do we watch? We just last night started watching... The new 24, which, Mm um, I think we'll finish, we'll finish that up. Uh, what, we've been watching Cosmos, that series. Um, you know, all the big ones we try to catch, but, but I hate to say it, I feel badly because I've been working with Dean Norris, but we are not, we did not watch Breaking Bad, so we have it all ready to go when we have time. That'll be our big binge watching event for the That's next a month,
1: probably. Well, no, the good news about that is, since it's done, you don't have to worry about getting caught up before a new season starts.
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and for some reason, we watched um, uh, Battlestar Galactica, which I never would have watched ordinarily, but I just ended up loving it. And I heard they might be making a movie or something, so that would be so that would be fabulous. But. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much, you know, we like thrillers and mysteries uh, the best. And then, of course, Downton Abbey and all the British things we watch. But,
1: you and know, we've course. got our
2: queue and, and we get settled with the dogs and then we're happy.
1: <laughs> and, of course, I would imagine also in the viewing is The Young and the Restless as they have some really amazing lighting directing there.
2: Well, thank you, thank you. I'll tell my husband. He he will be pleased that you said that. He's been on the show, he's been lighting the show, I should say, for 30 years, and he still enjoys it very much. Of course, it feels like a family to him now. Um, nice. But... Um, I try to keep up with the show, but it's every day, so it's a kind of a lot to, to keep up with.
1: Tell me about but, it.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got your hands full. Um, but it's still doing well, and uh, we got a lot of uh, Emmy nominations, which is terrific. And so, um, yeah, you know, it's it's been a wonderful career for him. He's enjoyed it a lot, and he does a lot of other kind of lighting projects outside when he has time. but. He, um, he feels very fortunate to have, you know, had a steady job for so many years, which is not often the case in our business.
1: Definitely true. And as you mentioned, again, nominated this year, five-time Emmy winner for Work yeah. On... The young and the restless. That's more than bookends. That's bookends. It's salt and pepper shaker.
2: And yeah, exactly, the- exactly. Well, it sure is not. You know, it's very nice to be nominated, but it's it's kind of more fun to win. But you know, at this point, it's sort of like there aren't that many shows left. You know, so um, so everybody sort of gets an honor
1: in some way. I'm watching and making sure we're running low on time here. But there's some other things that I wanted to make sure that we talked oh, about. Sure. I know mm-hmm. that you've wrapped production on a film called Untold, which features uh, one of our friends of the show, Terry Ivins. What is Oh untold
2: yes, it's about? a wonderful. It's a well, it's it's a disturbing film, but very very uh, a wonderful story. Um, the writer director is a woman named Gina Garcia, and um, as a young child, she was abducted and um, and uh, lived through it, of course, and then um, but her. For some reason, her family um thought the best course of action was to to tell her that it that she dreamed it that it didn't happen wow. so she always yeah, and so she was always you know so troubled and distraught and didn't know what was wrong with her and Finally, as years passed, she um was told that yes you know, these things did happen to you, it was a terrible trauma, and she worked through it and and um it's a story that she has written about. Her, as a, as a young woman, um, coming to terms with all this, and Terry Ivans plays the lead, and she's just fantastic. She's a wonderful actress, and we're um, hoping that this um, summer that, uh, the production team can get um, distribution and that we can get um, a really good audience for it, because it's quite a story.
1: Well, we're going to follow up with that and let everybody know when they're able to check it out. And one of the other Great. things that you're involved in, at least you were last year, we talked about summer, we talked about you know the heat and the humidity. There's probably nothing hotter than Palm Springs in the middle All of right. summer <laughs> in August. The last time we got a chance to hang out was at the first annual Hot as Hell. Will you be attending the second one, fingers crossed?
2: Wonderful! I, I wouldn't miss it. We had such a great time. Um, you know, there's a lot of web shows that um, uh, that attend, and a lot of actresses and actors will be there. Um, so, you know. Uh, we're going to be there it's going to be really hot but we're all inside in the fabulous air conditioning and and uh, there's a, they have a lot more stuff planned for the people who attend and a lot more prizes and a lot more fun and lots of panels and question and answers and i think there's like celebrity bingo and maybe a review of some kind. I mean, it's going to be great.
1: There is will be i'll be there again we'll be doing an on location uh, live studio audience broadcast like this, but there'll be you know real people out there waving and clapping and hopefully not booing right. and throwing things because that would be the pits. Uh, <laughs> yep. we'll do a, a scan of metal detectors before anybody can come in and throw things at right. me. But is there uh, in the the minute or so that we have left, Dale? Is there anything that you would like to tell anyone who's listening? Any other projects that you'd like to promote, or like I said, just a message for your fans?
2: Oh, gosh! Well, um, what comes to mind? I don't know, Dan. I guess i've been uh we're gonna start shooting um pretty soon a new um season of fumbling through the Pieces, which is a web series that Julie Smith created, and uh they've had a lot of success and fundraising online and so Soon as they get the scripts completed and get all that settled, we'll start shooting that. And um, it stars Hillary Smith, who's such a great dope actress. Plus, yeah. you know she's had a history in all kinds of nighttime. You know, programming and she's the lead and uh, it's a whole lot of fun so um, I'm looking forward to that because Julie's promised me that she'll write me some juicy stuff so I just would, uh, we'll all be there for the Hot as Hell event so um, if people want to check us out we'd really love it
1: We have information about how you can get tickets for Hot as Hell on our official website at SoapCentralLive.com If you'd like to keep up with Dale Rowell you can go to her official website Really easy to find, DaleRowell.com. And you're also true TrueDaleRowell on Twitter. They can tweet and interact with you there. Dale, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your long weekend here to chat with us about, you know, everything from celebrity weddings to crazy life under the dome.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, Dan, and I'll see you in August. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I look forward to it.
2: All right. Thank you so much. You take care
1: You too. All right, gang, we are going to take a quick break, but we're coming back on the other side of this commercial with Jamie Giddens. We're going to be talking about a lot of bizarre and exciting casting news in the world of Soap. Stay tuned because Soap Central Live will be right back.
3: Streaming live. the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com
0: hey soap fans are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series for 15 years soap fans have looked no further than soapcentral.com every day soapcentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow.
3: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com <laughs>
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Soap Central Live. My next guest flew back from the Kimye wedding in order to be here with us to discuss some big casting news on The Young and the Restless. I guess he'll be flying back on the private jet after we're done here, but Jamie Giddens is the editorial director at Daytime Confidential. Earlier today, he broke the news, some big news I might add, that David Tom is out as The Young and the Restless is Billy and Burgess Jenkins is in. Jamie, welcome back to Soap Central Live.
3: Well, thank you for having me. Yes, Paris was wonderful for the Kimye <laughs> event. I I tell you, I, I've i never been treated to so many snails and freedom fries, and I, I tell you, it, it's just great to be back here in the land of soaps.
1: And what a time to come back, because there's all sorts of things going on. Uh, I mean, it seems, you talk about snails, it makes me think that you know, in terms of slowness, we've just sort of gotten used to the fact that David Tom is back. He's only been on screen for what four months or so, yeah. and now he's out already at the Young and the Restless. That's a really big surprise to a lot of people.
3: Yes, it is. I mean, especially given the fanfare that they brought him back with, and uh, you know, going on the talk with his sister Heather Tom, you know, multiple daytime Emmy winner who's on the boat in The Beautiful and. The video that they did promoting it—I mean, they really—it kind of reminds me of the real Greenlee uh, situation um, a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess this was a situation where you put the promotion before the cart, I guess, or the, the horse before the cart, or didn't really make sure that the actor would would gel back in the role um, before you know touting it, I guess.
1: But to do that, and now taking a chance with someone who, uh, when I say unproven, I don't mean in in terms of acting itself, I just mean in daytime, someone that daytime fans don't know, is that going to prove equally challenging? I mean, we'll talk about the the Michelle Stafford, Gina Tonioni thing coming up in a little bit, but it's still big shoes to step into for a newcomer.
3: It is, but if you think back to Michael Muni's uh, casting, um, he was someone who had not done daytime television before and, you know, just really took that role and, you know, took it, uh, to be cliche, you know, with gangbusters. And, you know, so I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen with Burgess, uh, because for me personally, I feel this had to happen. Um, David Tom is a great actor. I I see nothing wrong with him as an actor, but after getting used to Billy Miller's portrayal of Billy as sort of this... You know Hemingway esque swaggering, drinking, gambling alpha male. It's it's just kind of been hard to to adjust to David Tom's more emo, moody kind of boy man version of the character. Um, of course, he he's the one who he's the original you know young adult Billy, and he had a lot of fans. And I have to say, because I I personally have not enjoyed his his take, but. You know, judging from the comments that I've seen on, on my blog, Daytime Confidential, and on our Facebook and Twitter profiles, a lot of people are ticked that he's been replaced, and I was kind of like, whoa, people were liking, well, some people, I guess, were liking this his take on the role.
1: Well, here's the thing that I have to wonder for the Young and the Restless. We talked about this. We talk about uh, a big, huge role being recast. We also have a potential for the another role to be cast. Adam is going to be back at some point in time, and presumably that role will be recast. And then we have the other role that we need to talk about, which I think is a really good casting decision. But Gina Tonioni has been cast as the new Phyllis on The Young and the Restless. She, of course, will take on the role that was played by Michelle Stafford for so many years. What are your thoughts on Gina joining The Young and the Restless? I
3: think this was, it wasn't, my dream casting, but I think it's a good get. Who's your dream is a solid casting? actress. Uh, she was great as Dinah Marler on Guiding Light. Um, I wasn't really, uh, you know, I was a newbie kind of fan of One Life to Live. I started watching in it, its the last decade, so I never really saw her during her her wildly popular years as, as Kelly Kramer. I saw her 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 last stint, and to be honest, I wasn't all that. Moved by it, but i, I loved her as, as Dinah and, and she 's a great actress she 's a solid get. Um, talk about big shoes to fill though I mean this is one of daytime 's most iconic you know roles for a a beast of a performer because I mean Michelle Stafford just put her foot into that role um, but yes, this is for me, this is a solid, solid pick because Kelly Sullivan was the front runner going into this and uh, that would have been untenable, in my opinion. I, you know, lovely person, I'm sure, but that just would not have worked uh, on any level. Um, I do know that Robin Christopher was uh, allegedly approached. She is very happy with her husband, Matt Crane, from another world fame. Um, On the East Coast, they have a farm. They're raising chickens. Um, He's sculpting. So, you know, that was basically of, of the... Soap alums, you know Robin Christopher was kind of the front runner that people wanted, and she's not interested in in moving to l a for a soap role uh I heard Annie Werschling, who did a stint mm-hmm. on g h and uh is you know big time and prime time booking guest spots uh I heard she was you know approached she didn't even want to take a meeting for it, so uh I think nine actresses tested um, and yeah. Gina, I think Gina's a solid pick. I th- I'm, I'm interesting. I'm interested rather to see what she'll do. I mean, this, and she's the right age, I guess. I mean, because they, they were bound and determined to go younger. I mean, I would have liked maybe a Liz Kiefer or Beth Chamberlain with red hair in there, but since they were so determined to make Phyllis the same age as her son Daniel, <laughs> you know, I think that... <laughs> You know, Gita's a good, solid pick, and I think she'll. Look, it won't be too jarring opposite Peter Bergman, and she'd also look great with uh, Joshua M- Morrow.
1: I think what helps too for me is knowing when they were announced that they were going to recast Phyllis. The first thing I thought of is, you know, my heart goes out to anybody who takes on this role because it's Mm -hmm. going to be really hard. There's going to be a lot of of critical fans regardless of, of who gets it. But then I thought, you know, it would be really hard for a newcomer because I think that fans who are still upset that Michelle Stafford isn't there would be extra critical. At least with Gina Tonioni, you have an Emmy winner. You have someone who's been in the soap format who has a a gaggle of fans on her own. I think that might make it a little bit easier because there's a built-in fan base. And I think that maybe, just maybe, and I'm, I'm trying not to be too optimistic on this, but, you know, maybe fans will cut her a break and say, you know what, this is an established actress, someone that we know, let's give her that chance.
3: Oh, I don't know, Dan. I hope no. so. But, I mean, I just think back to poor Eden Regal when she was cast... Mm-hmm. On the yeah. end of the Restless. I mean, who is more beloved than Eden Regal in this industry? And fans didn't take to her her, her performances, Heather, and they were loud and abusive, in my opinion, online about it. So, I think it'll all really come down to Gina's take on the role. If she comes in and really does something spectacular, then you know, daytime is full of recasts that. You know, people always have their favorites. I mean, but look at the role of Carly on G.H. People adapt mm-hmm. pretty good as long as the new actor brings something, you know, of substance. But if, you know, if she were to come in and kind of flop, fans would definitely say so and quickly.
1: I want to talk about some other casting news on some of the other shows. One that I got an email about today, Jamie, and I posted it on Twitter. I want to get your take this is from a fan who said, "Why did General Hospital cast this new Luke? He's awful and doesn't even look like <laughs> the old Luke." What? What? That was, was my reaction at first. When
3: they that in?
1: <laughs> well, it was late at night. It could have been an ambient confession perhaps, but um, <sighs> Nighttime Hope sent that in. <laughs> it's a very interesting take on the fact that, and I'm stretching on this one here, but when someone is a phenomenal actor, when someone is a good actor, they sometimes can allow you to suspend your belief, perhaps. So the very fact that someone is thinking that maybe this is another actor is nothing but praise for Tony Geary, I would think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I tell you, my grandmother argued me down that...
3: um, Vicky and Marley, when I was a kid, I thought Vicky and Marley were played by twins on Another World. And <laughs> it was my grandmother who, of course, you know, got the National Enquirer and the Soap Opera Digest every week who was letting me know, oh, no, it's one woman. And I remember just arguing her down that that had to be two women. So, <laughs> you know, you never know what gets into the mind of, of soap fans. So, but, yeah, I mean, Tony Geary, definitely seems to be playing a different character i mean his his look is the same though So i I don't know the the whole why did they you know that question is kind of bizarre but hey
1: (laughs) we do have someone who is called in who wants to talk about gh so before i open up live on air an actual letter sent to us from a fan we're going to take a call from bonnie in massachusetts bonnie what's going on and what do you want to talk about on general hospital i am so disappointed Why are you disappointed? It hasn't,
2: well, it's getting, all right, you know GH is my number one soap and everything else, but in all actuality, the way I'm looking at it lately, and that email you got about the Luke story. (laughs) Yes. uh, I don't know if I should, like, laugh in the person's face or slap him at the same time, but anyways, who is he? That is boggling my mind. Is he Zakara? Or is he somebody else that has been on the air in 20-odd years?
1: Well, th- those are two very popular theories. Um, let me just ask Jamie for a second. Are there, without you know, us talking anything in detail, what are some of the other scenarios that you've heard from folks on Daytime Confidential about who this fluke might actually be?
3: Basically, you could insert every villain um, <laughs> in the 51-year history of G8. Um, and people have... Estimated that Luke is really that person. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, GH is keeping stuff like that really close to the vest. They're really trying to do the shock you on air, uh, which is, of course, great for fans, not as great for bloggers like me. But um, <laughs> I honestly do not know. Um, I-, I tried all of my usual cajoling Uh, (laughs) and begging and pleading and, you know, offering my firstborn child to find out. But I don't know who he is. I do know that next week uh, it starts to trickle out because Tracy, according to the spoilers that, you know, the official spoilers that are released, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Tracy's going to start finally realizing at Lulu you know, something ain't ain't right in Kansas with, right. with Luke. Uh, and that starts to happen next week. So I don't think you're going to have to wait too much longer. But um, I've enjoyed the heck out of Tony's performance, though. I mean, because Luke has been such a court jester for the last decade. You know, they other than, you know, when he hit uh, Jake, they've kind of just had him be the, you know, the – idiot savant who just kind of comes in and does his six months and then goes to Amsterdam for four months and mm-hmm. kind of does the wacky silly stuff so I mean I really enjoyed seeing him play you know a major mover and shaker in Port Charles again I mean I
2: am too but it just joins me didn't Tony Geary also play a twin look-alike of Luke, there was a villain
3: guy like 20 years ago? his first cousin, his yes. first cousin, Bill Eckert, mm-hmm. who, when, you know, who when Tony first came back, he did not want to play the character of Luke Spencer, so Gloria Monti had a new character created around him and a new family, the Eckerts, and when Jeannie, uh, when they got Jeannie back, they decided, you know, the, they realized smartly that the fans wanted Luke Spencer back, so... Mm-hmm. Bill Eckert died in Luke's arms Uh, I think he was killed by Frank Smith's goons uh, basically because they thought he was Luke so I mean that could be it I mean who knows I mean it could be I mean I know if I was you know, shot down because I looked like a cousin. Um, I might have some revenge <laughs> fantasies over the course of two decades. So, but I, I don't know. I don't know that that's that. But that could be a, a plausible. And this is Gh. I mean, he might pull off a mask, and it's you know Elizabeth Taylor under there. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> well, with that, Bonnie, I want to thank you so much for calling in to talk about Gh with us this week.
2: Okay, thank you, and have a great Memorial Day weekend. Bye, you Bonnie. Too.
1: Bye. Thank you. Jamie, it is that time for me to open up a random piece of mail that has been sent off to the SoapCentral.com P.O. box. And if you're ready, like I said, the last time it didn't go well, I'm hoping that this time it goes well. It can't go worse than the last time. Let's see what we've got. It says, To the writers of The Young and the Restless, I see you are still crazy. How long are you going to keep this storyline about Sharon, Summer, and Phyllis going on? Uh, Let's see. I already told my aunt this was going to happen when Sharon had the procedure. She would forget everything, and she did. I hope Michael Muni is really coming back. I like to see him on screen. You need Phyllis to come back, so she'll be very happy to find out that Phyllis is returning. Stitch and Victoria need to stay together. Billy is such a baby, and I do not like the person playing the part. Well, I guess this person, who is this? This is Murray. I guess that's a guy. Uh, That is getting the wish there. Um, You know, it's interesting, too, Jamie, when we were talking about different roles... You know they're sort of limited in what they could have done before. Of course, uh, Billy and Victoria at one point were played by actors who in real life are siblings, so that mm-hmm. wouldn't have worked out if everybody had stayed at the role. Do you think by recasting Billy, do you think that this is the opportunity for them to go in a completely different direction, romance-wise?
3: Well, I kind of hoped when when they initially brought David Tom back, and it was obvious in my opinion, that he had no chemistry with Amelia. I kind of thought, you know, David isn't a bad actor. I'll say that again. So I kind of wondered why they didn't see that as a, okay, you know, we just need to let Villy go because Villy the couple was truly contingent, in my opinion, on Billy Miller's chemistry with Amelia Heimley. So I think it might have been a situation where they got too hung up on, you know, that couple and that trying to recreate that pairing and that just doesn't always work. I mean, and it might not work with this guy. And meanwhile, Amelia Heinley and Sean Kerrigan are are doing, you know, God's work as Victoria and Stitch. They're amazing. The chemistry is incredible. I would have rather they you know, got to have their first love scene on a bed and on a set instead of, like, in the back of his jalopy, but, or her jalopy, <laughs> but, you know, they're a great couple, a great new couple, and Victoria is certainly a character that has had multiple romances on this show, so I I kind of don't know why they didn't, like, refocus Billy's attention away from her. I mean, of course, it was in the middle of a big story, um, but I, I do think think that that could have been a route, but I hope that they're a little more flexible about that with this new guy, because what if he turns out to be great with Peter Bergman and Jess Walton or uh, Melissa Claire Egan, but not have that chemistry with Amelia again? Oh, I hope y'all didn't hear my dryer going off. Um, (laughs) We did. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, I I think that sometimes when there is a recast, you have to kind of go, okay, this might not be the way that we go with this pairing um, because different people have different chemistry. I mean, of course, if you're, you know, if it's some iconic super couple, you have to at least try, you know, like if they were ever to recast Victor or Nikki, I mean, you'd have to play them opposite, the, uh, you know, the, the main people. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would have maybe brought back Mac, uh you know, David, Tom, and... Ashley mm-hmm. Bosham had such great chemistry together as as young adults, um, or even Brittany, or, or just someone from that particular Billy's past to try to work. You know, maybe create that magic again. I mean, and we've seen that happen on soaps. I mean, when uh, when Robert Kelker Kelly was ro- I mean was written out as Bo on days i mean one of the best recasts in the history of soaps in my opinion but when they got christian alfonso back they didn't really gel together on screen so they brought back peter Reckl. but you know sometimes you just have to shift your vision um when it comes to a recast in my opinion
1: let's go for broke and let's go for another little uh letter here let's see what this one says i'm, okay. I'm feeling good about this one that one wasn't so horrible Okay. Let me just scan while we're chatting. Okay, Dylan and Avery need to get married, but why does she have this cooking show, Jamie?
3: She has the cooking show because CBS believe CBS Daytime believes in synergy, and uh, Jessica Collins is a cook. In real life, a chef rather, and they want to cross promote it on the talk. I have no problem with synergy. I think it's smart. I really applaud uh, CBS daytime vice president Angelica McDaniel for cross promoting her soaps and her with her talk shows and game shows because ABC doesn't do that at all. I mean, you know, we had the Chew thing last year with GH, and you know, but anytime they bring on the 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 view has ABC daytime soap stars. You can see, you know, Whoopi Goldberg like rolling her eyes on screen. Mm-hmm. So I I applaud the fact that the talk has been used successfully, and I think to its benefit also as a platform for the soaps. But when it starts getting too wonky in story, you have a problem. And and it doesn't. It just, in my opinion, it's it's glaring. And and that's the thing. When you do things like that it has to be some finessing to it. You know, it just can't be like the way the bold and the beautiful did with, um, by using, you know, hope and Liam reconnecting as a way to address the, the pet population issues Mm -hmm. that Bob Barker is into. And that the lucky dog guy, that was clever. That was cute. I mean, we knew that it was synergy happening, you know, we, but it wasn't so heavy-handed. I mean, Avery, this brilliant attorney, part of the Justice Defenders of America or whatever organization she's always helping people with, suddenly being so concerned about, you know, a cooking show on YouTube or whatever, you know, in her living room, is just absurd. It's absurd, and it's not a good story. And, you know, and you have, you know, Ray Wise going from, you know, being the menacing baddie on Twin Peaks to, you know, ooh, I'm going to get you in your little web show, too. I mean, it's just bad storytelling. I mean, you have to remember to put story before synergy and everything else. Story has to come first in drama.
1: Well, we are trying to put as much story as we can into this hour. We're almost out of time. I do want to mention that The Talk will have its Daytime Emmys wrap-up show on June 23rd, the day after the Daytime Emmys, whether they're on television or not. But in 30 seconds or so that we have left, Jamie, we found out today is Allison Sweeney's final day on the Days of Our Lives set. What are your thoughts on the end of, really, an era?
3: Oh, my God, Dan. I mean gosh, I mean I grew up a soap fan. I've been a soap fan since I could remember, but there was something about that era of days that, you know, made me cross over into soap from soap fandom to I want to live, breathe and bathe in this genre and that is largely due to what James E. Riley was doing at Days of Our Lives at that time and you know, whereas Deidre Hall was definitely his adult muse on that canvas, Allison mm-hmm. Sweeney was his teenage muse, and I mean, from the moment Roman thought the intruder was breaking in, and it turned out to be Sabby, I mean, from that moment to now, I can't remember a time when she wasn't driving story and making days must see TV. And I'm just so proud of Allison because she proved the naysayers wrong because you always hear that daytime is a launch pad and you have to stay in three years and get out. I mean, she stayed 20 years and has had a more successful career outside of daytime than many who've left and come back three or four times over. And she did it while keeping, you know, her day job for two decades
1: and, and with that unfortunately I'm, we're going to have to leave it at that uh i want everybody to know if you'd like to hear more from jamie gins you can check him out at daytimeconfidential.com and he's going to be back here on june 20th for our annual daytime emmys prediction jamie do you have your yeah. scorecard ready
3: oh i'm ready dan well right. i'm almost ready i got reels to watch <laughs> but I'll, I'll be ready by then
1: All right, I also want to thank Dale Rowell for visiting with us in the first half of the show. And if you've missed any part of today's show, you can always listen to it at SoapCentralLive.com. While you're there, you can listen to any of the shows that we've put together. There's 231, I think I said earlier, as of right now. You can listen to them anytime for free from any internet-connected device. You can also go to iTunes and download the podcast for free. Our next show is going to be Friday, May 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice of America Talk Radio Network. But until then, I'm Dan Kroll wishing everybody a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. I'll see you back here next week for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Have a great week.
3: Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.